0: all righty what up everybody doing the show early today because we've got a guest coming on i'm very excited but first let's call the brand eye. see what she's doing bing bong ding boop-a-doop-a-doop oh you picked up really fast hey how you doing
1: i picked up really fast because i just couldn't wait to talk to you wells
0: yeah right more like
1: it's bennett day on yft <laughs> We've been talking about having been on for a while, I feel.
0: I know. We kind of manifested this one into fruition. I'm very excited about it. Before we get into the show, tell me that Stargirl won Best in Show, the <laughs> biggest fucking blue ribbon possible. Let me t- Tell me that's what happened.
1: All right. So, like I said before, Best in Show is not a thing. Okay. Could um, be. But I did. You asked me, like, what would be, like, you know, the coolest thing yeah. for her to win or whatever week two. So on Sundays, basically like there's classes all week, but Sunday is the big day um, where each division has what's called a classic. Yeah. Sunday, 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 classic. And it's like, you know, money prizes and the higher up you go, like the more money, whatnot. But it's like the class you really want to like win and do well in. Um, there's 20 people in my division, which is quite a few. First week, she was eighth, which I was I was so pleased with. I mean, my, this horse is like green and experienced. You know, these are some of our first few like big shows. So the, the fact that I placed, I was really happy with last week. But I said, you know, if I won it this week, that would just be insane. We came in second, nice. which might seem like a tad bit of a letdown to you, but I – was so thrilled. Like, I almost started crying. Like, really? to get second place in our in our second classic ever is a big deal. at a big horse show out of 20 people. So, I'm super happy. Loved the way we wrapped up the two weeks of horse showing, and Stargirl did great.
0: What color ribbon is that one?
1: Second is red. All right.
0: I'm cool with that. Yeah. Who won?
1: Um... I don't know some know. girl and she, the girl that beat me also won the speed class the day before. I think her horse, you know, has kind of been there, done that, just like piloted her around. So star and I will get there and, um, you know, learned a lot, learned that, um, I, I will say like in the jump off, I missed my last inside turn. Oh. I took every single inside turn I was supposed to do until the very end. And I kind of just like, I think I was so pumped to have, left all the rails up thus far that I forgot to look for my last turn so I had to take a little bit of a roundabout way and the girl that beat me was 2 seconds faster so now next horse show I know I got to take every inside turn and I got to be 2 seconds faster
0: Yeah man god dude you can't forget about the inside turns Brandi I know.
1: I know. I you know what I did all the hardest ones and I fucking forgot the easiest inside turn there was yeah. at the very end. So how
0: much how much money did you win?
1: Oh, not that much.
0: Like a hundred bucks? But
1: I think it was four seventy five. But here's Pretty the good. thing is um it paid for my entire horse show bill, like my office bill. So technically Star paid for her own horse show, which was really great.
0: All right. That's good good. Star, stop being a deadbeat horse and start paying some dues <gasps> here. She is not. She's a star. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. What's it called? What? The the uh, race? Sunday Sunday Sunday, 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 Sunday. It's the Sunday, Sunday classic, classic featuring Gravedigger and Star Girl. We'll sell you the entire seat, but you'll only need the edge.
1: Okay, so I'll never recommend you to announce horse shows. But, <laughs>
0: <it>. <laughs> but what about Monster Truck series?
1: You could probably definitely do that, actually. <laughs>
0: Well, that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. But next, when's the next one?
1: A month. We're going down to Gulfport, Mississippi. Man.
0: Well, it's exciting, dude. Congratulations. So we have a lot to talk about, obviously. Last night's Bachelor episode was ridiculous. They featured me a whole lot, which was nice. (sighs)
1: I mean, it was all about you. It was great.
0: You know, it's like, yeah. guys, 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 I know I'm great TV, but like, let's pump the brakes a bit with all the airtime, you know?
1: Honestly, I'm a bit worried that they're going to stop spending the money to fly you out. I'm a bit because I'm a bit concerned, too. Going down. Yeah. Why are you guys
0: having me come out? <laughs> we, we just Say. get a cardboard cut out of me
1: and fucking place it next to Chris. I've been thinking about the money they're spending on the COVID test. The no, I quarantine. Know. Like, what's the deal? I don't get it.
0: Anyway. Uh today's show is gonna be good. We got Bennett. I think we should it's like Sir Bennett.
1: Yeah. He needs to be gonna knighted. have a scarf on.
0: I don't know. If he doesn't have a scarf on, I'd be super bummed. We're gonna talk to Bennett. I'm gonna give him my best paradise pitch. I'm excited. Well,
1: let's call him up, I guess.
0: Well, let maybe we start the show and then call him.
1: Oh, oh, I forgot about starting the show.
0: That that part.
1: It's important, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's your turn. Wednesday, 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 bros and hoes. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with
1: Wells and Brandy. (laughs) I really vote to never hear that intro again.
0: Let's call Bennett.
1: Okay. I can't wait. We're
0: just starting off. Normally we would wait until the end to do uh, guests, but it's too good. You don't disrespect the Bennett like this.
1: No, 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 no.
0: Wells. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, perfectly. How
1: are you?
0: I'm doing good. Hi, Brandy.
1: How's it going?
2: Pretty good. How
0: are you? Good, thanks. Okay, fucking favorite thing right now is the fact that we have the man, the myth, the legend from Tayshia's season, Bennett,
2: on the show. How are you, dude? I'm doing awesome, man. Doing great. No complaints. I uh, just had a knee surgery on both knees last week, so rehabbing for that, but uh, otherwise I'm doing great.
0: What happened? Did you beat the shit out of Noah? and fucking he tried to kneecap you but you still fucking finished him and then you had to get knee surgery
2: typical Noah no uh <laughs> no I um it's just been a long time coming you know I was about 75 pounds heavier back when I played football and just wear and tear over the years I wasn't made to be that heavy and um you know needed to get it done kind of I uh, was trying to keep up with the boys this past summer out you know in the gym and doing all all the working out we were doing and kind of just, you know, pulled and tweaked some things and just needed to get it done.
1: Yeah, Wells can relate. He's in the gym all the time.
2: I know, that
0: guy. Hey, fuck you. I played rugby in college and soccer, okay? Nice. Just right off the bat, Bennett, how was your experience on the show? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Looking back, overall takeaways.
2: I had an incredible time. Um... You know, that was every single day I'd wake up, you know, with excitement for what was coming next. You know, I just really, really enjoyed it far more than I ever anticipated that I would. It was nice after being cooped up in quarantine and all of that, you know, here by myself in New York for so long to kind of get out. I'm an extroverted guy and I've had a bunch of, you know, pent up social energy that was just ready to get out there. So it was really, really nice. And I had so much more fun than I ever anticipated, both, you know, meeting Tasha and Claire and, that whole, you know, journey that we went through, but then the guys, the production, everything. I, I had an incredible time. Who
0: did you like more, Taysha or Claire?
2: You know, I, I, I like Taysha more, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, I think we didn't really get much of a chance there with Claire and, um, you know, uh, Taysha was all in and she gave us all a honest, you know, shot and obviously real feelings were developed there, um, which was you know, honestly, I was open to it, but it was kind of the last thing I was expecting going in for those feelings to kind of take off, um, you know, in that environment uh, was something that I just never anticipated.
0: Thoughts on Clarendale? <sighs> you know, um,
2: it's <laughs> tough. It's fresh. Put me on the spot right out here at the gates. Now, you already got me sweating. Um, <laughs> I think it's a tough environment. It's a tough, you know, situation. Bottom line, I think that they. Have a lot of differences in their personality and their sort of approach you know i think they gave it you know their all and their best um but i i, I kind of thought it was unlikely you know long term couple um you know all along and that was just sort of my take based on where they are you know in life their sort of personality differences and you know both being very strong-minded um i just thought that was probably going to be a challenging fit there for them
0: do you think that zach and Tayshia are a good fit
2: I think so. I was uh, blown away by you know the sort of ending there as I watched it, you know there was a couple episodes where I wasn't on and um, just seeing them and how they developed there at the end and certainly now after keeping up with them on social media and you know texting here and there with, with Zach a little bit, um, seems like they're incredibly happy and you know very, very genuine. I know Zach's a heck of a heartfelt guy and uh, they seem to have something special.
1: You're the first person, like, I've gotten to talk to that that was on the, uh, the Claire-Taysha season. So sure. when Claire left and before you guys really knew Taysha was coming in, like, did you think you guys were just going to go home? You just thought, like, well, the season's over. This is it, right?
2: <laughs> there was a few days of uncertainty there. But, you know, I, I kind of had the mindset that we were not out there, you know, for no reason. It wasn't just going to shut down the whole show after, you know, three weeks. Um, I knew that they had probably something up their, their sleeve for us. Didn't know what direction it was, you know, taking on was just along for the ride. Thought anything was possible, but you know, I, I I thought, uh, Chris and the producers had something, you know, coming for us.
1: So when they finally told you that there is going to be a new bachelorette, did the group of guys, like, did you guys all talk about that and say like, oh yeah, we're going to stay like, this is cool. Or did you not know what anybody else was going to do, do about that? Like, was there a question that people would leave?
2: Yeah, I think it was a case-by-case basis. You know, I think some guys um, had began to develop feelings there with Claire and wanted to you know, see what was walking in the door, but w- weren't really sure whether they could you know, take the next step and begin to further a relationship and just shift gears so quickly. I was, um, you know, in hindsight, fortunate at that point to have not really had an opportunity to begin you know, developing feelings for Claire. Um, had kind of been kept at arm's length, uh, you know, from her, you know, up to that point. And so I was, I was, you know, very, very much excited. Um, I was kind of sitting there smiling and, and, you know, licking my chops, waiting on, you know, the next opportunity to meet someone because it just wasn't there with Claire.
1: Kind of felt like everybody felt that way, except for what's the one guy that left Jason, Jason, Jason was really the only one that I, that I, to me seemed like he was like, yeah, I'm out. Everyone Blake else was the other one I would
2: positive. say, you know, that was he had developed, you know, some serious feelings there with Claire, and, and you know, had put himself out there, and in a way that I guess was a little bit, you know, more aggressive up at that up, up to that point. So, you know, that, that was one that I was it was a question whether or not Blake was going to be able to switch gears, and obviously he did, so it worked out.
1: Did he though? Because I still question whether he was really as far along with Tasha as he was trying to make it seem there near the end. Because I don't know. I just you never really saw a relationship develop between them, and then all of a sudden they're on this date, and then he's going home and he's crushed about it. But I'm like, were oh, you crushed?
2: Fair, fair assessment. You know, I think it's tough to you know speculate on a guy's feelings and where he's at. But I, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear on that. It was a funny one. We were we were sort of scratching our heads. I mean, you know, there was weeks that kind of carried on there. And we'd always have you know conversations. Who do you think might leave this week, or who do you think you know is might step out? And every single week, I would say blank. Um, you know, he just I did I didn't really see that transition happening as quickly um, with him as it was with some others. So I, I hear you completely.
0: Is Ed full of shit, and are his shoulders just fine?
2: <laughs> no, Ed Ed uh, actually has legitimate uh, shoulder issues. Like he. You know, he works out like an animal, which that all automatically, you know, makes you question his, you know, shoulders. But anything, you know, going up above his head, he, he can't do. And his shoulders pop out quite regularly. And so that, that was one that I think he just he was like, I didn't want to risk it, you know. And if I go and have to go to the hospital, I can't come back into the bubble. So, you know, it's a long-term play for me.
0: Where is the Bennett from TV? I want the Bennett that's going to drag motherfuckers down. And take Bennett, them out. Has
1: this been, has been media trained. Yeah.
0: What is going on, man? Here's my real question for you. Because I think for a lot of people that never have done a reality TV show, they don't really understand that when you watch it back, you obviously, it's you, but it's an augmented reality of you. They can kind of twist and turn things to paint a picture that they want to paint. When you watch it back, is that you on TV or is that like a caricature of Bennett
2: uh, great great question you know I think it's uh, fair to say that's a bit of a caricature of, of Bennett there is a whole you know other side you didn't really get to see my heartfelt side you get to hear about you know my, my family my upbringing um, it wasn't that those things weren't you know discussed but you only get to see snippets of conversations right with uh, what actually plays out on TV. So uh, you know it was a little bit unfortunate in my you know review Uh, from that perspective. It just wasn't really the full you know Bennett, and you didn't really get to see my heart. You got to see some funny parts. You got to see me involved in some drama. You got to see you know some romantic moments here and there. But it was you know more of a caricature, just like you you know would say.
0: You're a martini guy, right?
2: I like martinis. You know, mezcal is my uh, you know go to spirit. I could drink mezcal you know all day um i love it and I, you know but martini kind of fit the bill there they oddly didn't have mezcal out at la quinta which was a strange one to me but uh you know i made do with the martinis ran with it hey
0: you know where they got a bunch of mezcal um in this beautiful little uh, mexican <laughs> town in sayulita are you coming to paradise bro
2: i don't know man um you know it's something that's in my head you know i'm thinking about it i'm i what I watched you on your uh, you know I guess previous journey on uh, Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise just recently. It's on my mind. I'm not sure if it's the right decision for for me from a personal and you know where I'm at you know standpoint in terms of you know meeting someone, but it's an intriguing opportunity, a flattering one, and I'm certainly considering it.
1: Okay, look at Wells. Wells went to Paradise, and look at him now.
2: Yeah, clearly, you know.
1: Look at him now. He's killing you it,
2: you know. He's got you know an incredible wife, and uh, you know he's clearly been quite quite successful. So you know, I think it's worked out all right.
1: I just meant the hot, successful fiance part.
2: I'm sorry, fiance. Still, still a fiance. <laughs> she got it, got it, got it. Unfortunately, yeah. she wasn't on Paradise, right? No, she was on a different <laughs> ABC show. <laughs> She's doing her own thing. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) details.
0: But, Bennett, it opens up a world of opportunities. let me give you my pitch, okay? As the resident bartender slash therapist in Paradise, this is why I think you should go to Paradise, okay? All right, all right. It seems to me that you were a guy that probably wasn't a huge fan of the show, so you might not know a lot of the history of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and then how Paradise works in. But generally, this is how things happen. Paradise is a place that lets villains become good guys, good guys become villains, and people that you don't know, they get to showcase who they really are. Grocery store Joe is a very good example of a guy that, like, he went home night one, all of a sudden he goes there and you learn this entire crazy story about him, and then bing, bang, boom, he's on fucking Dancing with the Stars. Great. Then you have people like Crystal, who is hated on her season, Complete 180 gets to become loved on Paradise and everyone gets to find out her backstory. For you, dude, I don't think that you were a bad guy or a good guy. I think you were presented a little bit as what I think everyone thinks of when they think of guy who went to Harvard, right? Which is, I guess, pretentious or snooty, which I don't think that's really your thing. I think you're probably a really fucking funny, smart guy that just didn't get to showcased because— there's a billion different storylines going on, whereas Paradise is a place that really you, you people can, like, learn about you because you're just stuck on a fucking beach for a month, bro. Like, you're not going on a bunch of dates. You're just hanging out. And I want to see the Bennett that I think that really exists on TV and not the one that's wearing scarves and drinking martinis all day.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a great pitch. That's an incredible pitch. I like it, you know. Uh, I think, you know, Paradise... Probably in Mexico is a little bit more my, my speed, but, um, you know, I think it's also high risk, high reward, right? Um, you know, the thought of having to go and, you know, continue some uh, drama that I don't actually feel or have, you know, with Noah as, as part of a storyline is, uh, you know, not, not, not something I'm really wanting and willing to do. Um, you know, I think that that's a compromise, you know, to me and my character um, and who I am, and, and my actual true, you know, genuine feelings that I'd rather not be a part of my life. Um, and from the other, you know, side flip side, I, I hear you completely, you know, it is certainly an opportunity to go and have more of who you really, really are, you know, come out. So I, I see it, and I think I can do it, you know, effectively, and, and have a really good time doing it, and hopefully, you know, meet, um, you know, a, a fiance or the future love of my life along the way. Uh, but those are just things that I'm kind of kicking around and,
1: you know, thinking about. If you were gonna go, let's just pretend for a second you're going. <laughs> who is there? Anybody in Bachelor Nation or even on Matt's season now? I know we don't know how that's gonna turn out, but that you would want to get to know down there.
2: Ooh, that's 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 a good uh, good question. Obviously, I don't know you know who would be uh, going, right? I think maybe a couple of the girls that were eliminated already uh, from Matt's season might be you know interesting women. I think uh, maybe some future, let's not call them old timers, because I'm a 36 year old guy and would consider myself an old timer in the Bachelor Nation universe as well. So it's not meant to be a bad thing. But, you know, former bachelorettes or, you know, that have been on um, either as a bachelorette or, you know, former contestants that are from seasons in the past. Um, You want specifics, though, huh?
1: Yeah, I want names. I want to know like names. I want to know what's your type. I don't know when. I want to know what you're looking for.
2: <sighs> All right, you know, I liked Sana uh, from from this season with Matt, who was let go. She's a um, girl that's out in Denver now, and I think was previously from um, Florida. Oh, um, those details. I, I, I like found it her to be a little spark plug and very very cute. Um, I think uh, you know. I don't know that that. Uh, The Bachelorettes uh, that that I, you know, would be flattered to date. Um, I've already talked about Andy Dorfman. I think she's either dating someone, but it would be pretty surprising if she was coming back to Paradise to try to date someone in Bachelor Nation to me. But never say never. What do I know? Um, And I don't know. We'll we'll leave it at that. I, I might think of a couple of others as we, you know, continue to chat here. Let me ask you this. And I don't
0: need names. I just want a yes or no answer here.
2: Okay, all right. Have any of the girls
0: from Bachelor Nation DM'd you?
2: Uh, there's been a few that have been in touch, you know? There's there's certainly been a few. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's flattering. That's, um, you know, you're, you've got this bond now, right? You've got this community, whether it's, you know, understanding or, you know, just saying, hey, I, I see you, and I might not have flirted with you on DM before, but now I do. Uh, it's totally fair game, so... Yeah, there's been a few. I do like the Andy Dorfman <laughs> angle though, because because and, Andy's awesome and and actually
0: good friends with Sarah,
2: so I, I kind of like this.
1: I could see it. I could see it.
2: <clears throat> She's an Atlanta girl, you know. She lived here in New York, uh, a few blocks south where I you know live now, and we've got some overlap. I think both in Atlanta, you know, her her hometown where she lives within Atlanta, the same town where I went to high school. You know, there's a lot of overlap and obviously she's out in L.A. now. And I've kind of always thought, you know, hey, I'd meet the girl in New York, extract her, move to L.A. and start the family. But, you know, i been willing to reverse, you know, engineer that now. All
0: right. We've got a game plan, which is what's important here. Have you been watching the season of The Bachelor? Yeah, I have.
2: I have. What are your last night?
0: What are your thoughts? Yeah, fucking for 10 seconds. What, what are your thoughts of the season so far?
2: I think there's been some really entertaining parts with Victoria. She, she was cracking me up last night in particular, as, as much as, you know, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, get this girl out of here. I, I, I get it. Trust me. Um, but last night I had a lot of Victoria laughs with the new girls coming in and the, the snatch of the tiara. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> I think... You know, there's there's some <laughs> there's some cuties. I think, uh, you know, Matt hopefully is, you know, starting to loosen up. I think he's been a little bit tight and a little bit nervous, but, you know, probably to be expected from, you know, someone that's, you know, new and fresh and, you know, hasn't had the uh, prior experience, you know, on the show, right? I feel for him. It, it looks like a really, you know, tough position to to, to be in, obviously. And uh, you could tell he wasn't too happy last night about the new girls coming in and just was rolling with the punches. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, you know, Nimicolon is, uh, clearly way more up, op- provides way more optionality <laughs> than like, uh, that, that's pretty funny to, to see, um, you know, very, you know, elaborate, cool, different, you know, data ideas. Um, but you know, some of them I think are, are still, you know, the same, like the fighting thing last night, was like, uh, you know, all right, we kind of did that last, like you talked about with Ed, you know, through and through it's, it's definitely a, a step up. From what I've seen. Also, obviously, I'm partial because I have such a good heart for the guys that were on our season and the, the experience that I had there. So, kind of a little bit tough to compare, but Nimicola does look pretty nice.
0: I can confirm it is much better than La <laughs>
2: <McKinta. laughs> I got to go for the, the Mintel all. I was out there, so I got, got to see it. It looks, you know, far and away much better.
0: Any possibility that you would date Victoria in paradise? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs>
2: He, I think that that's a, you know, no shot in hell. But, uh, you know, two inches oh. out. Two each out.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> okay.
0: Last question for you, Bennett. Would you be the bachelor?
2: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think that that's totally different than going on, you know, paradise, right? I think then you've got the optionality of so many women, fresh start. Um, you know, I, I like to think and, and hope that there would be um, – a lot of uh you know professional women that would be excited to to sign up and you know try to compete for my heart um but you know i think it's just a totally different mindset being the bachelor versus going on paradise right and you know i had so much fun on the on the production side and would really enjoy being involved in the show in in such a great you know capacity but um yeah i mean it's not like i'm you know trying to be bachelor either i'd be happy to meet someone you know, hobbling on my crutches, you know, to go grab a coffee as well. So <laughs> we'll see We'll see what happens, you know, in the next few months. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it all. I'd, I'd rather, you know, meet someone than not. Um, but I see how it works on The Bachelor. I see how it works in The Bachelorette and have a little bit more comfort with that than I do with Paradise.
0: You know how when you're on The Bachelorette, you're always just trying to get some extra time with Tayshia right. or Claire, you know, and you're constantly asking producers, hey, can I go talk to her right now? Or like, hey, when when's the next date? The cool thing about Paradise is it's kind of like adult camp. Everyone's just kind of stuck there. So there's never any gatekeepers to go talk to anybody. You know, you're just always around everybody and you can go talk and hang out and do. And I think that's why the success rate on that show is better than The Bachelor of the Bachelorette's because you literally can't fucking get away from anybody. So if you were to actually have a relationship outside this show, you know, if you would be annoyed just hanging out with them for like a couple hours. Which I think is good. It's just adult camp yep. with like yep, much better tacos.
2: Quality time and physical touch are my my jam So that I think there's probably more time for that and optionality for that on uh, Paradise than there is in the on the Bachelor Bachelorette, right? For sure, definitely.
1: You know what? But I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a an Instagram message. I actually have a friend in New York that I think you might be a good match with. I'm just gonna send you a profile Ooh. later today. Ooh.
2: Okay, awesome.
0: Okay. Thanks, Brent. I appreciate yeah. it. Brent, uh-huh, no what the problem. fuck are you... We're trying to get him on Paradise here. What are you Just, doing?
1: Like, you know what? <laughs> if it's meant for him to go to Paradise, then he'll go to Paradise. <sighs>
2: exactly. Check it out. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Bennett, dude, really good to meet you, man. Really happy to have you on the show. I have to, like, always remind myself that, like, what you see on TV is different than real life, and uh, I like this version. I actually... I don't fucking know, actually. I like both versions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man.
1: Listen, listen. Version one is great TV. <laughs> yeah. Version two, Bennett, is somebody I would set up with my friend, which I'm going to attempt to do. Yeah. So here we go. Oh, I appreciate it. Well-rounded. Awesome.
2: Thank you, guys. I, pleasure was all mine. Thanks for having me on.
0: Heal up soon, buddy, because uh, we need to see you romping around in the sand soon.
2: <laughs> Heck yeah. Thanks, guys. Hope to okay. talk to you soon. All right. Take see care. you, buddy. Take care.
0: I mean, totally
1: normal dude. Media trained.
0: Yeah, you think so?
1: Oh, for sure, for sure.
0: You know, no one ever media trained me. (laughs)
1: It's because you didn't need it. You think so? Yeah, you worked in radio your whole life. That's true. Naturally, media trained.
0: But like, no one ever like approached me and was like, "You've just been on all these shows. We should make sure that you don't say anything fucking stupid." (laughs) You know?
1: That's because your shtick is to say something stupid.
0: (laughs) Very true. Well, anyways, I love Bennett, and I think that we did some good work on getting him to go to Paradise.
1: The thing here is we got a tag team, and you have to be, like, the salesman, the pitch. You got to really be, like, wanting him to go, and then I got to be devil's advocate and be like, you know what? You do you, and then he'll think about both those things, and let's be real, he's probably going to go.
0: The success of the season really lies on his shoulders. Like, I, I need to have him. <laughs> and don't you think America thinks that way, too? They're like, well, if we have to have Bennett.
1: Totally. After talking to him that like the hang up for him is not wanting to have to be there with Noah and have to relive all that drama, which is completely 1000 percent fair. Um, And like for me, like I'm I'm done with the Bennett Noah drama. I don't want to see more of that. I would rather Noah just not go and I'd rather get to see Bennett on Paradise all season, you know? Yeah. Or
0: go have a couple episodes where you fight squash it and then it's over
1: yeah i guess give the people what they want
0: man this is wwf we gotta have the undertaker <laughs> and hulk hogan go at it at
1: some point and then the love honestly story. if i were producers though i'd be like you know what we won't let noah go as long as you promise to go and victoria promises to go because you know there's going to be some good stuff there yeah just to see them interact would be everything
0: i need to have it happen right in front of me this is the only time where I'm going to be cool with being cut out as long as I just get facial expressions in to be like, <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> Speaking of uh, you getting cut out, it was nice to see you for two seconds last Dude. night in one shot.
0: Here's my only thing is I had to go <laughs> and hang out in a hotel room for like 10 days to not be on the show at all. It's like, guys, I really do appreciate like that you want me to come on the show and stuff, but like. What am I do What happened? I didn't, even say- I didn't even say a word.
1: Not one word. They introduced you and it was the weirdest intro. I'm like, he is. And then I never saw you again.
0: Yeah. I can tell you like the logistics of what happened. Obviously, there's their fit. They had a fit. I think they fit like what they thought were going to be like three episodes into one episode because, you know, you have. The one-on-one date, you've got Ben's date, you've got mm-hmm. the new girls coming, then you've got my date. That's, that's at least two episodes. So I think what I think that means is I think that there's a bunch of stuff that's going to happen that they had to squash a bunch of stuff into this episode, which-
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Which effectively, they cut both me and Ben out of the show. Ben was, I mean, he at least said words, but not very many words.
1: <laughs> not very many.
0: I mean, I'm bummed that like, you got didn't get to see like the jokes that Chris and I were talking about on the show, which there was a bunch because everyone fought. They only showed like three fights, but like everyone fought, right? Yeah. What I'm more upset about is that you didn't get to see Ben because apparently, so Chris was dying laughing when he's like, like, oh my God, it was the funniest thing ever. And I was like, what? And he was like, Ben is just running around, just yelling at women. Put the suit on! Put the squirrel suit on! Roll the pumpkin! What do you do? Don't you want I'm- the rose? He was like, "Fucking Ben Higgins, the sweetest guy in the world," is just yelling at these. <laughs> running- Why did he not show this? That's I don't episode. know. And so, like, well, I, I mean, I'm bummed. Like, they cut me out, and I'm really bummed they cut me out because that sounds so funny,
1: man.
0: Just thoughts on the show in general. What, what are you thinking?
1: The big takeaway for me, kind of what I brought up to Bennett, was this like new girl, Michelle, and his just automatic. I don't know connection with her, um, but I, like for me, the group date, the squirrel thing, very anticlimactic. Like almost not even worth doing. Yeah. Right. I mean, like it was funny that Maggie was stuck in the lake and couldn't paddle. Like that was funny. But then, um, you know, Mari wins and gets nothing—a stupid freaking trophy. Like who cares?
0: These nuts.
1: Like, it literally, like, usually when a girl wins something like that, it then creates drama because they get more time with Matt, right? Like, create some drama in the house. This did nothing. They handed her a trophy, and, like, that was it. It was a pointless date.
0: Here's what I learned from the show. Katie, dildo girl, Mm -hmm. I think is going to be the bachelorette. She's getting the most fucking bachelorette edit I've ever seen of anybody ever. She looks so good. Deservedly so. I love her to death. Mm -hmm. I already knew that Victoria is Victoria and she's going to do Victoria things. And so like that doesn't shock me so much. But Anna is starting to show her true colors.
1: I've known since the beginning that Uh, she was a loose screw.
0: Yeah. She always looks like she's smelling shit. And now tell you who's starting to go down a bad path is MJ.
1: I know. And you know what? Something to, I knew deep down that MJ was a loose screw too. I could just, I could just see it.
0: What's weird about it is that like, remember in the beginning I was like, MJ is so hot. She looks like she just like gets out of bed and like, just like doesn't put any makeup on and this naturally looks, she looks great. And mm-hmm. now she's starting to look tired and it's almost like she's like turning evil in front of our eyes, you know?
1: Yeah. I do think like, how long have they been there now? Like four weeks or something?
0: Yeah. Probably about a month.
1: So they're like starting to lose it a little bit. Yeah. Like the ones that are, you know, it's like the first round of of girls that, that snap.
0: I think that there are two unforgivable rumors you can start about someone. Number one is starting a rumor that someone has an STD. I think that's really fucked up. That never washes off. Even if it all comes out that it's not true. It never washes off. There are kids that I remember in high school that— there's a rumor about them. That's still what you think of to this day. You know, like it's something that you mm-hmm. just can't get rid of. It's so fucked up and no one really knows the truth. And the other one is to say that you're a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's 2021. Who gives a shit if you're a sex worker? Get yours, whatever. That is so fucking unforgivable to me. Now, anyone who's even involved in that, like even if that was remotely true, you shouldn't fucking say that. Here's my thing about that. F- fuck you, Anna. And I'll tell you why, fuck you. Because, Anna, you went through the same background check that I went through. Those motherfuckers knew the time that I got a misdemeanor in Pfeiffer State Park for smoking pot when I was 17 years old. You don't think the private eyes would have found out if someone was a sex worker and put them on the show? That's so fucked up for you to do that to somebody. And then to do it on national television, no less. Shame on you.
1: Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: It's just gross to me.
1: So, Okay, here's my question. Did they give him more roses to give out because they brought new people in? Because it seemed like he ended up with more girls than before.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how the math works. Either.
1: Like, that's not how it's supposed to work, though. Because the (laughs) girls kept saying, like, there's only so many roses and there's five new girls. But, like, I think they gave him more roses because there were new girls coming
0: in. Maybe. I don't know. Like, the show could go on forever. They just keep on bringing new people in extra roses.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) expected way more to go home.
0: Yeah. Did you like that they brought in new chicks?
1: I kind of did. I mean, there's, like, a few girls that I see him making genuine connections with, but overall there wasn't one that I was super excited about, right? Like there's no, there hasn't been one that you think like, oh my gosh, like this is it for him or whatever. And then you bring these new girls in and I'm telling you this Michelle chick, like he did not have this immediate connection with anybody else. Like it is drastically different. Yeah. And I think he needed that.
0: I'm so grossed out by this whole rumor thing. Is there any way you come back from that as Anna and Victoria?
1: No. Mm-mm. Unless Victoria does something even worse. that
0: was a mugshot of her, she was she stole some shit. <laughs> have you seen that? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. She looks completely different, by the way, now than all of the photos I've seen of her prior.
0: You're a fashionista. Can someone teach her what bras to wear with certain dresses?
1: Kit needs to do that. Her, mo- her mom's a fashion designer. Someone know. needs to help her.
0: Someone does. Also, can we get some ointment for the sty that you have on your eye? I just don't know what's happening.
1: Oh, my God. oh, geez. Yeah.
0: Do you think that Matt's scared to get rid of Victoria?
1: I think it was early in the episode. They're like talking and she's like, I just think we're a really great match. And he's like, me too.
0: <laughs> and then he gets like on the bat phone. He's like, send in Chris. I need help. And Chris comes in. And he's like, sorry to interrupt, but. Uh... You
1: gotta go. <laughs> How
0: about when Victoria stole the crown?
1: I mean, did she steal it though? I felt like the girl kind of handed it
0: to No, her. she took it off her head.
1: But the girl just let her. I would have been like, no. Yeah, how to slap the bitch. Yeah, she just like let her do it. I know. Insane. To steal a crown from an actual pageant queen? Yeah. Baldy.
0: So amazing. All right. <laughs> Katie for Bachelor. Dude, Katie's done yeah. a thing that I didn't think was gonna happen. She made me not call her dildo girl.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: She's now Katie my sweet, She's sweet Katie. Katie, and we oh, got to get right. her on the show somehow.
1: I'd love to have Katie on. All
0: right, that's enough Bachelor stuff. All right. All right, Brandi, new year, new me, trying to lose a couple LBs, packed on the COVID-19, and I need to shed it, so I'm teaming up with Kenco. Have you heard about this company?
1: Yeah, these are the smoothies that, like, you don't need a blender for, right?
0: Yeah, Kenco makes seriously nutritious smoothies for seriously busy people and i'm a very busy person and so this is why i need it because i'm on the go all the time i'm not always just sitting in my sweats at home no Uh, uh, yeah you are so here's the deal kenko's breakfast smoothies are only made from organic whole fruits and vegetables flash frozen and slow dried to lock in the fiber and the nutrients nothing added no fiber taken out they're super easy to make you don't need a blender like Brandy said, a juicer or a KitchenAid, or even a kitchen for that matter. Just pour the Kenco packet into water or your favorite milk, shake it up, and bing, bang,
1: boom, you got yourself a smoothie. Each Kenco smoothie costs less than 3 bucks and packs half the daily fruits and veggies you need to reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and even some cancers.
0: Yep, start creating healthy habits now. Go to Kenco.com slash YFT and pick out your flexible monthly plan, and the first 100 listeners will get 25% off your first order order that's kenco.com slash yft and get 25% off but only if you're one of the first 100 people to use the code
1: you love this show and we love you so get this special deal 25% off for the first 100 listeners at kencko.com slash yft
0: brandy can we please real quick talk about my new
1: favorite tequila tell me
0: ghost tequila have you had this delicious nectar of the gods
1: i have rye loves everything spicy so this spicy tequila has become the new fave for the house
0: brings any cocktail to the next level we're talking 100 percent agave azul tequila born in boston Distilled in Mexico, subtle spice, intoxicates your senses, then disappears without a trace after seconds for an exceptionally smooth experience that keeps you coming back for more. I love this tequila.
1: This recipe and process combines a tiny hint of ghost pepper with the natural sweetness of agave and creates a spicy sensation unlike any other. Flash of heat and silky finish make any drink smoother and instantly more exciting.
0: And don't just take our word for it. Fortune magazine says it'll take your margarita to the next level. Elevate classics like Marg's Paloma's. Sunrises, bloody maria's, or even try a Mexican mule, man. Order your bottle online at ghosttequila.com and use our code YFT for 20% off your order, dude.
1: Plus, check out the cocktails page for over 30 recipes you can make at home. That's ghosttequila.com to order a bottle today and use our code YFT for that 20% off your order.
0: 21 and over, please ghost responsibly.
1: All right, you guys, I've been talking about Nutraful now for a few months. They're the hair vitamins I've been taking. And I'm telling you guys, my hair feels thicker, it feels healthier, it looks shinier. I really have had a lot of compliments on it. It's really important to take care of your hair from the inside out. Trust me on this. I've spent years and years trying to put stuff topically on my hair to make it thicker and grow and longer and healthier. And I've never had results like taking these neutrophil vitamins. So here's the deal. They offer two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. And you know what? Healthier hair growth takes time. You'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in like three to six months when you guys take these consistently. In a clinical study, 86% percent of women reported improved hair growth after the six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and using promo code YFT and new customers will get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere.
0: Plus free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at neutraful.com. Spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com. Promo code Y F T. Grow some thick ass hair.
1: Mine feels great.
0: You got some fave things, bro
1: um well since i've been showing i've watched nothing so i'm really Mm -hmm. hoping that you've watched something but i did finish the book that i talked about last week oh yeah was Uh, it good i'm watching you and i know you said you were maybe gonna read it i don't know if you're gonna like it so i like three quarters like the book was so good up until about three quarters of the way in and then like all the suspects that you start to think like oh it's for sure gonna be this or this or this like all of a sudden like like real quick they just all of a sudden those people are have alibis and they're like not in it. And you're like, what the hell? Like there's only like 10 pages left in the book. Like how is this going to end? And I don't want to ruin it for you guys in case you do read it, but I just did not love the ending. Like there was a twist, but the twist just did not satisfy me because you don't get invested enough in – The person that kind of comes into the end to really even care. It was weird. I don't know. I just, I didn't love the ending. I really didn't.
0: Okay. Well, then I, which
1: was unfortunate because it was really good up until the end.
0: All right. Good to know. Speaking of books, you're going to think I'm such a dork. Did you remember the show Firefly or the movie Serenity?
1: No, I think I'm too young for those.
0: Maybe I was obsessed with this show nathan fillion was the lead it's got a huge cult following so here's the tag 500 years in the future a renegade crew aboard a small spacecraft tries to survive as they travel the unknown parts of the galaxy and evade warring factions as well as authority agents out to get them so it's nathan fillion he is the captain of the ship um which is called serenity It's basically Star Wars, kind of. And I was obsessed with the show. And I tell you all that to tell you that there is like, I think fan fiction books out there for (laughs) this. And did I just read a Firefly fan fiction book? You know I did. And it was great. And I'm a fucking nerd. But (laughs) if you ever like the show Firefly, let me tell you Firefly Big Damn Hero by James Longgrove is great
1: wow okay
0: there you go that's all that's all i got on
1: it. wells enjoys fan fiction
0: i mean i'm not gonna lie it's nerdy
1: are you like gonna go in some reddit threads and like discuss your fan fiction
0: no but next maybe i don't know guys (sighs) i do have a show that i think you're really gonna like have you heard of messiah
1: No, but I feel like I've scrolled through and, like, seen that. Sounds familiar.
0: It's on Netflix.
1: Okay. New or been out for a while?
0: New. Here's the tag. When a CIA officer investigates a man and his followers, attracting international attention through acts of public disruption, she embarks on a global high-stakes mission to uncover Mm -hmm. whether he is a divine entity or a deceptive con artist, Messiah. So it starts out in like the Middle East and it's this kind of like young prophet leading a bunch of people and he looks like Jesus or like what we think Jesus looks like. And he's kind of doing a bunch of Jesus shit. He's doing miracles. He's getting arrested and being able to disappear and he's able to like go from like the Middle East to Texas in like what seems like a day and he's leading all these people and he's pissing off a bunch of rabbis and high priests and whatever. A lot of people are like this is the second coming. And the CIA's on him because he's creating fucking crazy unrest in the Middle East. I don't know if he's a con man or if he is divine. We're only like halfway through it. Great cast, great acting. When I watched it, I'm like, I don't think that Jesus would come back because this is what would happen. The C- the CIA would be like, "No, no, 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 no. You're going to jail." <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> Like, I wonder if God and Jesus are like, should I go back? And, he, and then he's like, mm, I don't know. It's not a good time right now, you know?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Ooh.
0: Anyways, it's really good. Messiah, I think you'd like it. And it's just. So
1: yeah, it sounds good.
0: And like, you're kind of religious and you come from like a very Christian family. I think that you'd be into it.
1: Okay, we'll check it out. Sounds like something where I would also like.
0: For sure, bro. Okay, the other show that I really liked a lot. It's also on Netflix, The History of Swear Words.
1: What is that? (laughs) Is it a comedy?
0: It's like a documentary hosted by none other than Nicolas Cage. Oh, no. (laughs) He's an Academy Award winner. (laughs) Oh, no. It's a documentary about the history of swear words. Okay? And it's fucking hilarious. So this is the tag. An education in expletives. The history lesson you didn't know you needed. Hosted by Nicolas Cage, a loud and proudly profane series that explores the origins, pop culture usage, science, and cultural impact of curse words. So it's just like basically a bunch of comedians, Nick Offerman, Nikki Glaser, Sarah Silverman, Jim Jeffries, high-level comedians talking about cuss words hosted by Nick Cage. First of all, it's fascinating and then also hilarious History of Star Wars, highly okay. fucking recommend.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Sounds like something that would—I'm not that I'm gonna get high, but it sounds like it'd be fun to like get out with my mom and my sister and watch that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we kind of went back in time a little bit. We got that Delorean up to eighty-eight. We uh, we went back in time. Do you remember the show Jericho?
1: No, I don't. I never watched it. It's like a, like a network show, right?
0: Yeah, I think it was on like Fox or something. It came out in like 2006. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of old.
1: <laughs> a year after I graduated high school. Wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. It was on Wednesdays on CBS. A small town in Kansas is literally left in the dark after seeing a mushroom cloud over nearby Denver, Colorado. The townspeople struggle to find answers about the blast and solutions on how to survive. The main character is Jake Green, who was best known for his portrayal of Billy in Scream. Mm. Heartthrob 2006. (laughs) (laughs) And basically, like, he comes home, he's trying to get some, like, his grandpa's money, and, like, no one really knows, like, what he's been doing, and so he's kind of a questionable character, but he seems to be beloved by most and so he's back home he's like trying to get money like his grand, his inheritance from his dead grandpa and his dad's like no you don't get this money and then all of a sudden there's a huge mushroom cloud in denver colorado everything goes berserk end of the world apocalyptic shit i slept on it in 2006 because i was i don't know (laughs) fucking in college but jericho wednesday's on cbs but really now on netflix is pretty great
1: Okay, so when we get desperate, yeah. and there's no TV, we watch Jericho.
0: Oh, you're not there yet. Got it. Okay. No, no, wow. No, that must be nice.
1: Yeah, I still have to watch all the shows you recommended last week.
0: Yeah. Well. Good luck. And that's it. I've got a couple more that are like. There's some YA things that we got going on <laughs> that I'm not super proud of, and I'm not sure if I want to like share with the. Cause I feel like the I feel like the here's saying I'm cool, mm. and I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to let them down. So, I don't know. We're gonna, Maybe next week we'll talk about some of these like YA like fairies and uh, oh. witch shows that uh, Sarah and I may or may not have been watching. So, whatever. It's fine.
1: it's fine. Can't wait to hear about that. You got some Muzaks? I do have a couple of Muzaks. All right. Cool.
0: I got some Muzaks, too.
1: So, uh, I was listening to my release Radar.
0: Yeah.
1: On my drive home yesterday. Um, and this song came on. And I was like, ooh, who is this? This sounds like somebody that I... Would really really like I thought it was somebody new It's not It's my boy uh, Jared James I think we've played him On the podcast before It's J-A-R-R-Y-D Jared
0: Yeah I've made fun of how Mm -hmm. Stupid this is
1: Yes And he's got a new song out Called Overdue That I really It's a vibe Weed in the Mm -hmm. parathon. Strangers knocking at my door Tell me what I'm made for
2: California bleeds. Mm-hmm. California bleeds me dry.
0: Oh. California. That's a vibe chill in your car driving down the highway to
1: Or it's an ad to the playlist you listen to when you go to the dentist and get the laughing gas. Kind yeah of vibe can't wait for that number two okay so there's this band i think they're an la band i actually a decade ago when i was in a band we used to play shows with this band they're called sir sly you ever heard of them yeah okay yeah love sir sly um they have a song out called citizen and gary clark jr is featured on it it's sick track super sick
0: White pride, what you thinking? What you thinking? White lies, sign of the times. What's the dream you've been dreaming? You will never make anything great again. You're not my
1: friend. Can I get an amen? Oh
0: yeah, I like that one. It's
1: cool. We listened to that in the car a few times on our 10-hour drive home. Got a little country jam for you guys. So Mitchell Tenpenny, he's kind of like an up-and-coming country artist. He, I think, put out this song last year called Broken Up, but he just released the acoustic version of it. And I really dig the acoustic version. Here's what I'll say about Mitchell Tenpenny. He has a song called Drunk Me that I loved. Best song he's put out, in my opinion. And then he also put out a cover of um, that Louis Capaldi song. What's it called? The huge one?
0: I don't know, but I know what you're talking about.
1: He and his cover of it is amazing by the way if you haven't heard it. So I've decided that I love Mitchell Tenpenny acoustic, like broken down. Like chill.
2: Cuz I'm the one to blame about it. I'm the one that messed it up. And I deserve the pain about it Wish did I could give you up But I'm still in love Yeah, baby, I'm still broken up about it Yeah, I've had it up to here, right, enough to care I don't about it Maybe I will open up about it Yeah, but only give a drink Till I'm drunk about it Lord knows I wish that I could see that I'll be fine But baby, I'm still broken
0: up about it yeah. Okay, I know why you like this guy Why? This is the country version of John Mayer. I could see it. This is John Mayer here.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Mama just to say but now she ain't on my side cuz I'm the one blame about it. Hey.
1: I love a swinging melody. Like a swinging chorus.
0: Mm-hmm. Pumped to see that Weezer's got some new tracks out.
1: Oh,
0: You guys know how I feel about Weezer, and it's called All My Favorite Songs. It's hilarious because it's Still exactly songs? how I feel about music. I want to be rich, but I feel guilty. I fall in love with. All of my favorite songs are slow and sad, too.
1: I love Weezer.
0: They're so good. Dude.
1: They're so good. What else you got?
0: I've played Pine Grove before, but they've got a new track out called Dotted Line that I was digging on. If you're like a real emo indie kid and you don't know Pine Grove, you got to get down with it.
1: 2006 BC would have loved
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Last one, my boy's moon taxi Got a new track out mm. And you know I gotta represent For gotta. Trev And Tommy
2: I keep hitting my case For getting
0: misunderstood so tell, me, tell me what's it I've been disconnected Every time I'm looking for truth Like a fighter survivor Gotta stand up and prove Cause I know I know it's the only way if you're a little bit
2: scared be a little bit brave don't ever be afraid to say what you got to say. say say what you got to
0: say summer anthem for sure
1: love that yeah that's awesome
0: yeah all right that's all that's all I really got
1: well you did good
0: <laughs> you did too you did good you got a big week ahead of
1: you no um super chill week since we've been gone for to, I feel like I've been gone a month at least. My mom is still here in the basement, so I'm going to try to spend some time with her. <laughs> and then, oh, I guess I can say this now because Miley finally announced that she's playing at the Super Bowl. Yeah. She's doing the tailgate party. So we are going to drive down to Tampa in a couple of weeks, pretty much drive right back where I came from um, and get to go to the Super Bowl, which is super exciting. I have no idea what it's going to be like because it's COVID. But, you know, we'll go and we'll mask up and we'll watch Miley perform, which is super exciting to go to a show. Oh, my gosh.
0: And then Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes.
1: Jesus. Oh, yeah. That's cool, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs)
0: All right. Well, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Living the life, I guess.
0: Okay. I guess thank you to Bennett for coming on the show. That was um that really lived up to it, I feel like.
1: I you know what? I like Bennett. I'm really going to try to set him up with my friend.
0: Okay. Well, is your I'll friend you how it goes. Is your friend Andy Dorfman and is the location Mexico? <laughs>
1: no but I also am here for that I I could see it I love that I could see him and Andy
0: I love that I cannot wait to tell Sarah about that because they're friends and she's going to be like stop it love
1: it but once Sarah hears our interview she might be like you know what you're right
0: yeah yeah all right Uh, love you Brandi have a good week thanks see ya bye all my favorite songs are slow and sad I don't know what's wrong with me ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know what's wrong with me ooh, ooh, ooh. I love parties, but I don't go Then I feel bad
1: when I stay home I need a- This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.